some, I did see some guys in the park kicking a ball around and seemed to be keeping two metres apart from each other. But, yeah, not a bad idea. Boris has allocated me one exercise trip a day, so I took it. I can't, I, I can't match that talking about my spreadsheets today, but I've literally been <laughs> knee-deep in spreadsheets for about seven hours. Right, are you ready, gang? Listeners, how are you? On behalf of the whole YE1 Spurs team, we hope you're all coping okay during this tough, but hopefully temporary period as the world learns to live differently in aid of our collective battle against the coronavirus. We'd like to extend an emotional thank you on YE1 Daily to all the heroic NHS staff hauling us through the pandemic. They were, of course, given that nationwide salute last night, which each of us observed too, and it was quite emotional. I'm sure all the guys will agree as well, and very, very deserved. Simeon Wright, Ricky Swarbrick and Peter Wright join me on the line tonight. Guys, how is isolation treating you all? Oh... Just a, just a bit stir crazy today, to be fair. Yeah, I was, I was listening, yeah. I was listening to jo- to Jamie O'Hara on Talksport this week, and he made a really good point that generations before us went to war, and you know yeah. we're, just, we're just being asked to stay at home, so it's kind of it's kind of in a way an inverted conscription. I'm not, I'm not finding it too bad so far. I'm getting to spend a bit of time with, with my kid, yeah. and uh, I'm sort of used to working from home anyway recently, yeah. so I'm starting to get a little bit bored. But I've been doing it a week now, so. Missing the sport. Missing the live sport. Missing the sport, yes. Yeah, but but hope, hopefully hopefully all the listeners hope you enjoyed yesterday's YE1 Daily, which featured outstanding film director and the Spurs show co-host Dio Delaney, giving his account about being, quote, on the staff for a while during the months leading up to the White Hart Lane farewell ceremony, which Theo Delaney orchestrated. It was a fascinating to have him on the podcast. So having started the 2016-17 review in that podcast... Let's delve comprehensively into it now. Peter, as our veteran member at the age of 62, which Spurs team can you remember being on par with the one in 2016-17? Peter? Well, I've seen some great teams, but for energy, balance and just progressiveness, I'm going to go back to the 1986-87 season, which uh, was managed by the uh, much maligned David Pleat. But... uh, he had Glenn Hoddle providing the guile, Ozzy Ardiles providing the, the, the graft and skill, and Chris Waddle had the gears. And uh, this was an analysis made by Clive Allen, who was sort of up front hitting the goals. And uh, we had like a five-man midfield. So what he did was he parked the, the, the normal sort of 4-4-2, which had lasted well into the 21st century with most teams. And we played 4-5-1. Hoddle and Waddle were just free to just create these chances. And I think Mabbott was in the team. We had a guy called, I think Goff was a centre-back. It was just, it was just a magnificent team. I think, I think Alan hit 49 goals that season. So I think... Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was our last really great team, I think. Peter, I totally agree with you. That, I wrote down 1987 because that team was fluid. It, was, it absolutely battered some teams. I mean, it had Steve Hodge in the team, Danny Thomas at right-back, Hewton at left-back. Clements in goal. I mean, they really were, and they were just wonderful to watch. I think we had um, Paul Allen as well, but he he was got he, he was sort of under under acclaimed role. But whenever he didn't play, you really missed him. He did he did a lot yeah. of graft as well in that side. Actually, Mitchell Mitchell Thomas was in that team as yeah, well, was, which yeah, was quite yeah. interesting. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Mitchell with the long throw in. Yep, I remember. Yeah. yeah, I heard I heard I heard actually someone say about him that he seemed more at home in Rudolph's 
the nightclub right by the stadium than oh, on the liked, pitch. He liked, he liked a nightclub. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Ricky, can I ask you what, what sort of team, because, I mean, this 2016-17 season was absolutely epic. Um, what what would you say, Ricky, would be a team in your era which would compare to it? Well, I totally agree with Peter on the 87 team. That was my team, really my first team. You know, I was nine or ten years old then, and that's the first team I really remember. You know, I was a, a kid and I had the shirt and I was... I really, I really started getting into Spurs because of that team. And like Peter said, that system, when you think about it, is really ahead of its time, isn't it? With one up front, everyone plays one up front now. I think another team that probably doesn't, probably wasn't as good as as this team we're talking about was the the Bale Champions League team, two thousand and ten, when we had Modric. That team is the one for me that comes the closest, but um, wasn't yeah, quite agree. wasn't quite as good. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's fascinating to hear everyone's accounts of the 87 team. I agree with Ricky as well. The the 2010-11 season, the team was probably, as a complete unit of a team, was not as good as the one that we're talking about in this season. But obviously the individuals in that team, Bale, Modric, mm. I mean, you, don't, you don't really need to say too much about them. But this season was, was just special. We, we, like I say, it was the most complete Spurs team from back to front. So, unbelievably, we didn't win the league that season, which is... You're kind, of, you're kind of scratching your head as to how. We scored the most goals yeah. in the league. Yeah. We scored 86 in the season. We conceded 26, conceding the least goals in the season. Yet we managed to finish seven points behind Chelsea. And obviously, as we, as Theo spoke about before um, yesterday with the final season at the lane, final season at the lane, 17 wins out of 19, which is incredible. Oh, by the yeah. way, the 87 be- team didn't win anything either. Just thought I'd just add that in there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, can, I, can, I, can I just take you all back to the start of the season and the transfers in? So I'm just going to list the transfers in that season. In the summer, Wanyama, Vincent Janssen, GK and Kudu, Musa Sissoko. That list that you've just read out sort of goes back to a point that I've made previously on the podcast that we we didn't make good signings in the Pochettino era. Whether that's Pochettino's fault, I don't know how much he has to do with the, the signings. He did used to complain, didn't he, that he was... He was very much a, a coach, not a manager. Yeah, and the, he didn't. But so maybe it's not completely his fault. But but do you think at the time, Ricky, looking back, that you know when Wanyama was an established player, Janssen was a, had been the top scorer, and Sissoko was decent in the um, champ, I think the championships before that season. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think. I mean, I think I was quite excited about it at the time. Hindsight obviously yeah. tells us different. Well, Janssen but... Janssen had been a top scorer, one of the top scorers in Holland, hadn't he? But it's, yeah. it's a completely different league. It reminds me of when when we signed Soldado and and we were getting excited because we were we were all saying, oh, he scored twenty goals in Spain. But twenty goals in in Spain isn't isn't that many for Spain, and also twelve of them were penalties. Yeah. So he scored eight goals in open play in a league where Cristiano Ronaldo scores seventy goals every season. So yeah. maybe we shouldn't have got that excited. And, and with with Janssen, I think he'd scored goals in in Holland, but. It, there's a lot of players that have, that have scored loads of goals in Holland and come over and, uh, and not scored goals in the Premier League. Well, I, I've, got yeah. to disagree. Um, I've got to disagree a little bit with you there, Ricky. Mm. Um, obviously, I can't disagree with Janssen because I thought that was a terrible attempt at trying to yeah. gain some competition. But when Yama, I thought, I mean, Dyer slotted in in midfield the season before. That's That surprised mm. us all. And it surprised us how little Dyer featured in this season that we're talking about now. But I think the reason for yeah. that was because Wanyama came in and he was the absolute revelation in that first season. 
It's a shame that that Wanyama kind of had his fitness problems. He disgraced Dyer, didn't I thought, he? yeah, he yeah. did. I thought he was a fantastic signing. But so. the the, the, play, the players who um, so we're all excited, but the players who went out that season. Sorry, being an accountant, I'm sort of like rubbing my hands at looking down <laughs> this list here. Fifteen fifteen players went out, and you got play, players like Alex Pritchard for eight million. DeAndre Yedlin, five million. Nasser Chadley, thirty million. Ryan Mason, thirty million. Tom Carroll, four and a half million. Nabil Bentaleb, sixteen million. I mean, it's just Levy's really worked his magic on those ones. Yeah, we got good yeah. service out of Chadley. I thought Chad, out, from the Gareth Bale money. I mean, it's going slightly sliding off piste here for a moment. The Gareth Bale money. He was one of the him and Ericsson were probably arguably two of the best signings, but. Uh, it's for another podcast because uh, a few words to say about yeah. Kamoli and uh, maybe another podcast. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I've, I've, I've said this before on the podcast and I'll probably say it again. The, 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 the bail money was spent wisely. The seven signings weren't that bad at all. And the, the media narrative that, that, we, that the money, that these seven signings were awful is just wrong. Ericsson was one of them. Chadley was yeah. a decent player for us. I think Lamella has been a decent player for us, and then all the others were sold at profit. Paulinho sold at profit, went on to play for Barcelona. Yep. We finished second in the Premier League, guys. So, what what do we sort of what sort of memories of our Premier League games have you? Have any of you got any key games which stick out for you guys? Yeah, so a game that particularly sticks out to me was Deli Ali's double against Chelsea at the Lane. We were always reasonably close to Chelsea that season, weren't we? But they went on that. And you talk about how we didn't win the league that season. They won on that incredible run. From the beginning of September, October, maybe, uh, where they won 13 in a row. It was only Deli Ali's two goals against them at the lane in a 2 0 win that halted that run and it stopped them from breaking Arsenal's records. But that game was a particular standout for me. Um, it was Ericsson that just put in the two identical crosses for, for Ali. I think possibly both of them at the back stick, but he, he that did. Was, that yeah. was a very good yeah, That was that. a very good, um, very good performance, that was. And it kept us in the title race as well. Can I say another one as well? Yeah, of course you can. Um, yeah. Destroying Pep Guardiola's Man City at, at White Hart Lane in October as well. You stole my thunder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you <laughs> want to continue with that? Uh, Pep had been unbeaten, and it was the October October of that season. Yeah, it'd gone up until then unbeaten. And uh, it, it had it featured Delhi at his imperious best, arriving from deep positions. And I think he, he scored in that game. Walker and Rose were bombing down the wings. I mean, it's just immense. We just came out of the traps like they just didn't know how to deal with us, and I just, yeah. we just it, it was just a, a, a complete performance. It was. It was fantastic. I, I, I think Peter, we had we had such vibrancy and energy in this season and pace yeah. and and not harping on about we talk about it a lot on the podcast now. That's what we're missing. But do, do you all agree we sort of had that energy and pace that season? Yeah. It's a pity the traffic on the Euston Road was not moving that quickly after the game because it took nearly an hour and a half to get. Back to Paddington, I had to drop him off at Paddington, but it's a, that's a different story. <laughs> I went away at Palace towards the end of the season. Those are games where we didn't historically, you know, we sort of struggled in that game at Palace, but I just think we, we were patient. It just a really, for me, it was a real uh, mature performance, and we ended up scoring with Ericsson scoring about 78, 79 minutes, and we just bossed the game. We didn't panic, we just kept doing the things we were doing. I just thought it was a really mature performance under Pochettino, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Low into the bottom corner, wasn't it, from about 25 yards? What a goal that was. Correct. Which is definitely a season which was a pinnacle for Poch, I thought. It was, yeah. 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 And do you, and you, think, do you think he'd been building that? That squad there, so we didn't have any really superstars, did we, in that squad? Yeah, well, interestingly, our, our head of recruitment, um, Paul Mitchell, who we had at Southampton, 
maybe the transfer started going a bit downhill from from this point on because he mm. left in that August and I, I've kind of heard this mentioned before. Maybe that had a that had something to do with with the the lack of success maybe later on in and maybe even the lack of the lack of confidence in in the recruitment afterwards. Levy possibly scaling down the business and just kind of reverting to that reverting to that idea that he wasn't going to sign anyone and maybe that that had a big impact. Uh, apparently, Ericsson got 15 premier assists, only second only to De Bruyne. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I thought I thought Ericsson was fantastic that season. I think his form dri- drifted away more recently, didn't it? But when I agree, when when Ericsson was good for us, he was he was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, who, who remembers towards the end of the season those last two games where we actually battered Leicester six one away and then we beat Hull seven one away the last two games? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Kane was just like scoring for fun. Yeah. And did didn't he win the Golden Boot just on the he wasn't anywhere close? And then did he win the Golden Boot? Sim, is that yeah, right? He did win the Golden Boot. Yeah, it was the second in a row actually. Oh, well, the way. E- excellent. But I mean, my one disappointment, if I could throw it out there, was when we lost to West Ham away. That was yeah. really bitterly disappointing. Oh, it was just a really scrappy goal. It was like it was one of those sort of pinball in the box uh, type situations, and I'm, I, I can't remember who who it was that ended up finishing it. Was it was Lanzini, but, wasn't it? It was. But, it was. Our, yeah, just sort of we'd, we'd won nine bubbled games. to him, didn't it? Yeah, we'd won nine games in a row leading up to that. Yeah, we were just about yeah. keeping pace with Chelsea in that title race, and I think that was the one which was really annoying. That was the one where we where the, the title kind of was was out of reach and. For it to be against them, and it's happened in the previous season as well that we're about to. West Ham have done us a few times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they really raised their game for it, don't they? And if we could sort of, uh, I mean, the league was just fantastic. But you know, this was our first Champions League campaign for five seasons. Then, so we played our home games at Wembley because obviously uh, White Hot Lane was um, being redeveloped. Um, what was what was your thoughts on that Champions League campaign? Because for me, it was bitterly disappointing. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed going to Wembley. But um, what's, yeah. what's your thoughts, guys? Damn squib. Yeah. Just to remind you, bon- Monaco by Leverkusen and CSK Moscow are in our group. Monaco were fantastic. And I think we, at the time, maybe we didn't know how how great that young Monaco team were going to turn out to be, did we? Great point. Great point. Yeah, they reached the semi-final have... yet, that year, didn't they? Yeah. Did they have Mbappe? I, I, think he broke in, I think he broke in in the knockout stages in that year, but they had a pretty tasty yeah. team. They had Bernardo Silva, didn't they? I remember he scored a really good goal against us. Yeah, 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 you're Thomas right. Lamar. You're right. Yeah. Did we, did we finish um, third in the group? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Because then, then, then we had to go... It was, it was bitterly disappointing, I think, from the first game, actually. I think we went 2-0 down against Monaco at home on a point yeah. in the evening at Wembley. I just think it was a much... It was a much harder group than we realised because we, going into it, we all nobody thought Monaco were a threat. So, you know, perhaps we underestimated Monaco because we didn't realise how good they were. Yeah, I think they beat Man City on the way. Is that right, Sim? That was yeah, it was yeah, a very, very good time. And then, obviously, because we finished third, we got demoted to the Europa League. Who remembers uh, the game against Ghent? I, I'm sure we could all remember the game at Wembley. <laughs> Don't know if I ever watched it. Delhi got sent off. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I do remember that very vaguely, very vaguely. Yeah, it's a really bad tackle by Delhi. Actually, I think it was frustration because, you know, we could have possibly. I think we felt. I don't know about you guys, but I felt we had a chance to possibly go on and win that. Yeah, that was an awful tackle, wasn't it? Absolutely horrendous. I think I yeah, it was. Was it a band that carried on into the Champions League the season after that? I, I vaguely remember. Correct, like it that. did. And it was, yeah. it was just irritating when stuff like that, when things carry on from one season. It's, no, it's a bad one. Was it, was yeah. it a leg breaker? Was it? Was it? it was a really bad tackle, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really, really was. Yeah, I um, agree. So it didn't that, feel right for it to carry over. 
different, different competition. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, obviously we crashed out of that. But then the FA Cup, FA Cup, we got to the FA Cup semi-final. We beat Millwall in the quarter of the final FA Cup tie at White Hart Lane. Uh, 6-0, if you remember. Yeah. But then we lost to Chelsea in the 4-2 at Wembley, which really stuck in my throat again as well. This is the one where Matic just scored the, the yeah, best goal of, right. of just, all time. Uh, it's just... That's the sweetest strike you'll ever see in your life. Right? Yeah. I remember Kane scored that sort of weird low header, didn't he? Oh, it was from... a beautiful header, wasn't it? Was it? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was that. beautiful, but it was, uh, I've never seen a goal like that before. Fantastic was, goal. He, he's like stooped really low. That was artistic. Sort of it. That was artistic. Yeah. It was just really unlucky, that, that semi-final defeat. Was, was it the game where Koch played Son as a left back. Yes, 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 he did, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Which was great memory. And Son, yeah, Son gave, Son gave away the penalty yeah. and uh, never played left back again because he, he wasn't <laughs> great in that position. Yeah. But um, yeah, maybe that, funny, maybe that. Funny that, Ricky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe that decision cost us, didn't it? But it was one of those games where where you just think it was tough to swallow because we played well. And yeah, like you say, they got a bit of luck, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. They scored at real key points, didn't they? Yeah. Why do we always lose those those games, those big cup games against the top teams? We always seem to lose, I, don't we? But in that, in that FA Cup run, guys, we beat Villa 2-0 in the third round. Wickham 4-3 with the last kick of the game. Fulham 3-0 away, which is huge, comprehensive. Millwall 6-0 at home. So, you know, we, we sort of had our luck a little bit, I suppose, in the draws we had. But the EFL Cup, so just quickly, the EFL Cup, so we had... Beat Gillingham 5-0. But then we lost 2-1 to Liverpool. And I, I, wait, I do remember him playing a really weakened team up at Liverpool in that game. Yeah. yeah he, never took that, he never took that competition seriously at all. No. no. But, I mean, I, I think in in summary, I think for me, I, I, one of my favourite seasons ever, apart from the Champions League, I loved every moment of it. Guys, do you want to peek to it? Would you like to sort of sum it up? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's the high point of uh, Pochettino's reign. Everything... Building up to that point is the peak, and then everything after that was sort of coming down the other side of that peak. I thought that was a, that was a magnificent yeah. season. I'm, I'm beating at the lane. It's just the team playing at the peak of its powers. The bat four, invincible. You know, it was it was yeah. a great, great team, a great season. And and uh, Ricky, it was we we still had Walker and Rose. We conceded the fewest goals and we scored the most goals. And, and like Pete said, unbeaten at home. Yeah, and I agree. It probably was as good as it got under Poch. Probably as good as it as good as as good as we've been since I've been a Spurs fan. No trophy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Sim, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's all about the home, the not the homecoming, the, the reverse homecoming, whatever you would, whatever you'd call that. Just the the home form in that season. Twelve wins in a row from. From November to, to April, just said it all really. That set a, a top flight record for consecutive home wins. And we continued that with wins against Arsenal and Man United, so it would have gone up to 14, but it was a record mm. that got cut short by a stadium move. So yeah. it, 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 that season was just all about, was all about the finale, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the finale was just a wonderful moment. Anyway, guys, hope you all enjoyed that. Thanks for attending. Uh, listeners, I hope you really enjoyed that. Thanks, Ricky. Cheers, fellas. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Sim. Cheers, and thanks, Ian. Peter.